You're now listening to the Bad Guy Radio production of Black and White featuring Green Eyes Soup, Ozzy, and your boy King Mac. You're now tuned in to Black and White with your boy King Mac, with Ozzy, with Green Eye, and we got Ken Wu with us today. How everybody doing? What's up, y'all? What's up, Mac? What's going on, guys? How y'all doing? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm doing good. You know, I was uh swimming in the pool like the doctor, so I can't hear shit. Oh my god. It kind of lodged this time, Mac. That's, I can't what, that's hear. what we own. I don't even know how I sound right now. I can't hear a motherfucking thing. <laughs> you have your, fl- uh, you have your floaties on, Mac? Did the floaties work, mate? Did I hold you up? <laughs> the two arm, the two arm floaties. Well, let's just say oh, I ain't go to the deep end. You know, brothers ain't too good with swimming. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching the Olympics and something gave that away. <laughs> what that backstroke looking like, goddammit. <laughs> Not too good, I tell you that. <laughs> Justin what? looks like he's got a binnies cup. Justin. Yeah, man. I drink a binnies like cup? sometimes. Yeah, man. Of course. And nice, uh, if you're wondering the, the beverage of choice, it is a twisted tea for the culture. I'm not hitting anybody in a fucking gas station with these, by the way, but I'm just drinking them per I did usual. see that. I did see that YouTube. Viral. I saw that too. <laughs> hey, Fantastic. sometimes you got to use whatever's necessary. Closest item in hand. Goddamn. So let's jump right into it. What you guys thought about the uh, the trade deadline, the moves old Rick Hahn pulled off? Loved it. I'm all in on the trade deadline. I've, I've been saying it for over a month that we need relief help, and they got the best reliever on the market, uh, Craig Kimbrell, who's the one guy that I said that I wanted. If we could get anybody, I wanted Craig Kimbrell. That's who we got. So, And, and they, they happened to give up Nick Madrigal, which is perfect for me since I Bye. hated him anyway. So uh, it all worked out wonderfully in my opinion. And then Hernandez is playing a nice second base. I like him. And hopefully Tapera steps it up a little bit. You know, he did all right last night. The first two outings had me wanting him to send back to the Cubs, though. And then back. Yeah, yeah, you're right, mate. We went in saying we need a, uh, what, we did say right field, a second base and bullpen. How, well, we got, well, let's just say three out of the three. The second baseman, we filled that position. Madrigal wasn't going to play the end of this year anyway. The bullpen help was fantastic. We didn't get the right fielder, but Engel... Luis Roberts coming back and that we can hang on with this pitching staff and the bullpen, man, we're, we're ready now. We, we can go on and win this shit. I'm, I'm excited. I saw a couple of people say they didn't like the magical trade, but it took them about half an hour. And then they said, actually, no, I do. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in. I, I like it. So uh, I, I liked it as soon as I saw it and uh, I couldn't be happier. I th- Hey, Thursday night was a little bit rough for us all when we started seeing Escobar and Matei, a few other Scherzer and Turner going to all these different big big clubs. Like, okay, what's Han doing? Are we doing anything? And then, what was it, Friday? Friday, 2 o'clock, 12 o'clock, bang. It yep. all went down and uh, it worked out well. So now we're ready. The pieces are in place. Now let's just win the ball games and win the bloody World Series. Yeah, no. Once we uh, Once we figured out the issue and the writing's been on the wall for the last few months with the bullpen 
I've been at, on this fucking network, bad guy network, fighting off rifle rounds, protecting my bullpen, and apologizing for their lackluster play and their subpar performances. Now, I don't have to do that because not only does the best closer in the game, Liam Hendricks, he has some support. Liam is the only person outside of Michael Kopech that could go two innings in my bullpen. That's an issue for me because sometimes I need a bridge. Now that I got Kimbrell, I don't have to worry about Liam having to become my setup man sometimes. Now I don't have to beg TLR to use his closer in the seventh and eighth inning when my fucking game is on the line because I know after, after Liam, I have the Kraken after him. Once yep. we got Craig Kimbrell, that let me knew. That lets me know that my front office is ready to win a title because we could have we could have easily, easily had the knee jerk reaction, brought Eduardo Escobar in. We, we could have did the, the, the scope for Giovanni uh, Soto deal that me and Ken Will wanted. But we, we took a deep breath and that switch hitting middle infielder that Eduardo Escobar is. I wanted Jed Lowry too. we gotten Cesar Hernandez. And I know you assholes. Love Nick Madrigal. And I know he's your favorite garden gnome. <laughs> garden gnome. <laughs> you got to understand something. He's been hurt. More often than not, his ceiling has showed he's going to be a 330 hitter tops, minimal home runs, minimal RBIs, because he's not going to hit that high up in the order and in the lineup where the whole fucking team gets on base to where his little ass singles driving into. Okay. you you Nick Madrigal on this team will not make sure that we're World Series contenders. Craig Kimbrell, from now until beyond, will make sure I'm a World Series contender. Keeping my second base hole flexible, just in case I do want to make a big splash at second now that Madrigal is not holding up four to five years of my timeline, I could do that too. Rick Hahn, you just won Executive of the Year, and now my manager, TLR, will win Manager of the Year. Thank you for a beautiful deadline. Oh, and we got Eloy back. Oh, and Pantera is next week. Thank you. That's all I got to say. I'm fucking ecstatic, boys. Last night when I was at the game, and what, when did the, uh, the closers come out to the bullpen around about the um, fifth, sixth inning? And him, uh, Hendricks and Kimbrell both walked out together, and it was a fucking sight, fellas. Oh, it was good. It was a tingling feeling. Like, look at these two yeah. nasty boys. Steve Stone may have uh, actually called him the nasty boys referring to Cincinnati back in the nineties, but it, it it's, it was cool. It was fucking now cool. The crochet walking around and Copex in that bullpen as well. Oh, Ooh. dude. Nah. Awesome. Awesome. So you had a tingly feeling going down your leg, like my man, uh, Chris Matthews, I think. From that political show, huh? Tingly fang, oh, feeling. Tingly, down what gas station pill you took, Aussie? Was it the <laughs> rhino one or the one with the gorilla on there? Well, <laughs> I looked around. Today I looked around for a 7-Eleven on my GPS, and I found it, and I found it, and it says, coming soon. <laughs> 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 so I had to plug in something else. Like, you're downtown, and I can't even find a packet of smokes. End up at a beep. Uh, BP gas station on the corner. It was the smallest BP service station I've ever seen. But I got me smokes and a couple of waters, and um, I was good to go. So, yeah, had a had a big night last night at the Sox Park, fellas. It was good times. Good times. Met a few new followers. 
had a win, brought us home a victory, seven to one. That was all me. And um, just like when Ken WA went to Milwaukee, it was his win. Last night was my win. I'm, I'm crediting myself. Absolutely. You deserve it. Absolutely. The fucking ego on the bad guy radio was fucking disgusting. <laughs> One of us should have been there tonight, apparently, because this yeah. game ain't going the yeah, right way. Yeah, Justin's dream. Yeah, Dylan C should have fucking pitched him. both nights in a row. Yeah. He looked good, good yesterday. Time. Yes, he did. Oh, yeah. Let me let me bring some subjectivity to this. I mean, objectivity to this argument here. Uh, I like to trade, and I'm a magical guy. And the reason I like to trade is because, you know, you're not guaranteed to win in 2022. White Sox uh, are almost 100% guaranteed to be in the playoffs this year. So you need to do everything you can to kind of lock it in to go after that ring. Because like I always say, or like Scotty said, MJ said, it doesn't mean a thing if you don't get that ring. So that's the reason. Well, I like to trade, but I mean, to cast Magical off, uh, you know, I think people selling Magical short. He actually had a higher slugging uh, percentage. What do you think he is? He had a higher slugging percentage than Moncada when he went down with the injury. He had a higher OPS than Moncada when he went down with the injury. So we're not going to act like Magical just some scrub or something like that. Somebody who, you know, didn't earn his way onto a major league roster. Now, as far as the Kimbrough and Hendricks thing, I mean, Kimbrough has been a better player this year. He has been the best close in the game. He got an ERA of uh, 0.47, and I know ERAs is not good for some uh, metric fans out there, so he had a... War, a 2.2. Hendricks got an ERA, a 2.47. A War, 1.6. So, to me, Kimbrough this year has been the most dominant player. I think somebody said on Twitter, Kimbrough probably going to be a Hall of Famer. So, the White Sox got a future Hall of Famer for two years. Uh, Not just one year, two years. So, that shows you how valuable Magical was because they was able to get the most dominant club. Cody Hoyer got Kimbrough. They was able to okay. get the most dominant player in the game for two years. Close in the game, I should say. For two years. So, I like to trade in that aspect. I don't think Cesar is a better player than Magical or better second baseman. Yeah, he got more home runs. That's fan and Danny, but he batting like 220-something. And, I don't uh, care. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, does it? <clears throat> yeah, it matters. I think. I, think I mean, no, not I, true. I mean, these he can fit in perfectly and do the job that Madrigal would do. I mean, yeah, those two out, two strike hits, they were fantastic. But Madrigal must have been sitting on the on the bench on the oh, sorry on the shelf, thinking I'm going to be traded. <laughs> if, I mean, if he's sitting there injured, not playing in this team this year, he's got to know that he's gone. And hey, he served his. We drafted him high. He did well, and look who we got in return for him. So it was like a fucking mar- at least he was marketable. Well by Han. Yeah, exactly, mate. Like we, Han looked at him and said, "Yeah, we'll keep him." But then all of a sudden, the name starts popping up. You know, the Cubs GM. Hey, what do you think of Madrigal? And Rick Han says, "You can have him." <laughs> yeah. Hey, you boys, know, yeah. I'm a, let's ask Max this: Would you rather it be Nick Madrigal getting traded to the Cubs or Andrew Vaughn getting traded to the Cubs? 
You would rather it be Vaughn, right? I didn't, I didn't say that. So. Yeah, I was going to say Jesus. I God. didn't think so. I didn't say so that. you got to make a choice sometimes. You got to make a choice. And what the Cubs need right now, they trying to hit the reset button as fast as possible. That's why I told Cubs fans, you should have signed Kike Hernandez and you should have made trades for players that was controllable next year up until, you know, 2023. 20, uh, like how the Yankees did with uh, Gallo. That wasn't a move for this year. That was to make sure that they sustained power going into their transitional period so they don't fucking fall all the way off the uh, You know what? Hold on, gotta... Green. You, you one of yeah. the biggest Moncada stands I know. Yes. Moncada is slugging below 400 right now. It doesn't matter. He got, nine, he, he, he got nine home runs. You told me you love Trevor Story over Adam Frazier and yeah. Magical. You told me you love Caesar over Magical. Yep. Because... They can electrify the crowd with the home run. They hit the bombs. But you the biggest Moncada stand in the world, and this guy not electrifying the fans with the home runs. He got nine home runs. And he yeah. uh, he got a slugging percentage of like 390-something right now. And he got an OPS of like 771. Yeah. So magical, without all the home runs or the nine home runs, would be would have been slugging more than Moncada. So what are you talking about? If you like the slug, Vandergold don't strike out the way Moncada strikes out. The the four seamers that Moncada has taken, I'm at glad least you said is dribbling I'm, that shit I'm glad to the right said, side. I'm that glad you said that. So who would you rather have up in a game winning situation with a guy on third base? Less than two outs. Okay. Would you rather have Moncada or would you rather have Magical up the bat to drive in the winning run? Who would you rather have? You make, I would like to hit it. You make me sick. I, I would rather have Magical. Okay. Because exactly. any, for, any form of contact exactly. so will do, get the job done. So let me explain baseball to the fans out there. Blah. A batter's job is to get on base. That's his job. The next guy's job is to move him over or get him in. That's baseball. So I want a guy that can consistently make contact because in the playoffs where you have great pitching, you're going to need those guys to put bat on ball. And unfortunately, the White Sox have a bunch of guys to strike out, and in situations where you need a run, that's going to cost you. Now just remember that. Why are you talking about uh, these little contact guys? Remember, hey, they play no, a valuable but, role. Uh, they do. They do. But at the same time, we got to think about, if if you want to get specific, this uh, Ken Wo, and I know a little part of Jason agree with me, the element that's lacking in this White Sox offense is there's a fucking power outage. With, and it starts with my boy Moncada. So... When yeah. we talk about a team having a power outage, that ain't got shit to do with Nick Madrigal because he don't hit the ball out of the ballpark. He also doesn't take the 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 four-seamer right down the middle like my guy Moncada does either. So that's the separation. The the op- the the metric zone Madrigal is sick because he makes more contact than the average player in any situation. Especially when he's two strike. A two strike approach from Nick Madrigal is the same as his three one approach. Moncada's not that guy. He's a passive motherfucker in general. 
the first pitch of that bat could be a fastball down the cock, and he's taking it like he's, what, 3-2 in the count. Like, it's a borderline pitch. That's something who he is. You know, can you know, you see players who are passive like that. That's a mental thing. I don't like it. Uh, when Magic or when Mancada is up there, you know, I don't I don't feel too confident uh, going go, with that at bat. But, you know, if I had to pick one of the two, I'd rather trade Madrigal than Mancada just because yeah, if, Mancada, if Mancada hits his ceiling, he's way better than what Madrigal will be if he hits his ceiling. Yeah, it's Nick Madrigal that's that, his that's, ceiling. that's Let my guess. This. I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade Mancada over Madrigal. But I will say this. Everybody is in love with the potential of what Mankata could be. We haven't seen that except for 2019. No, I that's, agree with that. Yeah, just, to me, he's underwhelming. He's not, he's not having a great year. And everybody okay. keeps saying he's their best player. He's this, he's that. I, I don't see that. I don't think he's their best player. I think Tim Anderson is better than him. I think Jose Abreu is better than him. And, you know, other than that, it's been role guys that are doing more than he is yeah, from, to me, yeah. uh, you know, but what uh, his potential is still high, but I've been hearing that for years now. Um, that got me banned on White Sox Dave's list all the way back in 2018 <laughs> or 2017. I said, this guy he yeah. ain't reaching his potential. So I'm looking at it. 2017, he wasn't that great. 2018, he wasn't that great. 2020, he was not good. This year, he's not that good. I don't know. I mean, that's probably who he is, but I still wouldn't want to get rid of him because just in case he does reach that 2019 again, that's a pretty fucking good player. And I hope he does, but I haven't seen it. So I'm starting to lose hope, you know? Well, let and, me and say also, this. too, you, Mac, uh, just quick, you ask if you'd rather Moncada or Madrigal up at the plate in that last bit. And going back to the whole trade thing. So the reason the the... You know, we got uh, Kimbrel for Madrigal. So you could ask yourself, would you rather Hoyer or Kimbrel in the eighth inning? And I think you know the answer to that one as well. So, I mean, it's 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 a catch-22 with six, one, half dozen of the other because we did get something back in return. You know, if you, if you were to trade uh, Moncada, all of a sudden now you're looking for that other stud, that third baseman, who are we going to get? I mean, that's a big... Uh, Gap than That's a, a, hold a, a five field. foot two second baseman, you know, that can just hit the ball occasionally, uh, a lot. But you know, get that, get that two strike hit. But I mean, Moncada definitely has potential to do a lot more than what Magical has, and obviously, Kimbrel is a lot better than Hoyer. So, Rizzi, I think we definitely won the trade. You, you make a great point, and I agree with you. The trade was magical for Kimbrel, which is Kimbrel will be locked down in the ninth. There's no denying that. Like somebody said, he's a future Hall of Fame. And I always said, if you trade him magical, it should be for a future Hall of Famer. So they did that. I salute that. I have no problem with the trade. And I also wouldn't wouldn't have traded uh, Moncada over uh, magical. I, I would I would have traded magical before I trade Moncada. Like I say, because he's he's even though he's not what everybody thought he would be. He's still a very solid player. Solid player, and the third baseman's hard to come by. Yeah, and you get so you gotta you gotta give him that. I think where the problem come in that is you know his stands like Green Eye, 
You know, they overdid it. They made him sound like he was like well, twenty nineteen. They made it sound like he was the second coming to Brooks Robinson or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he makes baseball look. Bobby Garcia was the next big hurt for a while. I'd rather I mean, Moncada hit a home He's still playing for good teams, but he he doesn't light it up Did anyway. Did you just say Moncada better player than Brooks Robinson? Brooks Robinson's no. a Hall of Fame. Man. <laughs> no, I said I said hold on, wait, hold on, wait, because I'm stupid, but I ain't no idiot. <laughs> I, uh, I said I would rather watch Moncada hit a home run than Brooks Robinson. Now, don't ask me about defense because I'm not going to embarrass myself on this show tonight. Brooks Robinson is the GOAT, you know. Yeah. Okay. I just no. wanted to make sure that I didn't No, I ain't, I'm okay. not going that route. Come sure. on, man. I just want to make sure because I, I know you be going like by sometimes. So I want to make sure. When Moncada does something, he does it pretty. You know, he, when he hits a home That's run, it looks like him. he should hit 40 of them. But it happens so frequently. I mean, I don't know, man. Like I said earlier, I get laid more than this guy hits home runs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <So>. And you're married. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm married. <laughs> I'm trying to do the math right there. Give me a second, boys. <laughs> God. Like, yeah, it is August. You'd think you'd have... What eighteen to twenty? Wouldn't you? Let's. You could take this. I shit think you should further. have. Like Look 15, how many line drives. Maybe fifteen, and he doesn't 15, hit the I'd expect twenty. I don't. Ooh. I don't think he. No, ever, 20, 20 to twenty five. I don't think he ever be a thirty home run hitting guy. I said Hell that no. before. That's not my kind. I think if people are expecting that, they in for a lot of disappointments. You know what I mean. And you know, as far as that list, Ken Wu, that, that, you know, only the real on that list anyway. So that's a great list to be on. You know what I mean? You should be proud of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. Here only we the, go. Only the real on that list. But yeah, I think people just had too. too their expectations is too high for Moncada. I said in twenty going into the twenty twenty season, what if twenty nineteen was the best? You was gonna see from Makata. I think it's the same thing with Giolito. I think Giolito is a very solid pitcher. Definitely a good three or four in the rotation. Definitely. Oh boy! But the ace thing that people laid upon him was unfair to him because he's not an ace. And now you're gonna have people looking at him as an ace, so they're gonna criticize him harshly because that's the tag y'all put on him when he's not that. I think it's the same thing with Moncada. People label him a superstar. You have people calling him the GOAT. And people looking at him like, we don't see GOAT. We don't see superstar. And that's unfair to him because that's how he's going to be judged if you keep calling on that. So there's nothing wrong with saying it doesn't mean Moncada a bust if you say he's a very solid player. doesn't mean he's a bust. It doesn't mean Giolito is horrible if you say he's a very solid starter. You know, it's nothing wrong with Giolito being a good three or four guy in a rotation that got two very good pitchers like the White Sox got this year with Rodon. And, and Dylan Seeds. Yeah, so I think, you know, like I said, it, it's it's the titles or the labels that people have put on these guys that they're getting unfair, I don't want to say unfair criticism, but the reason they are getting criticized so harshly, you know. 
And, and that's that's my opinion on it. I, I, and I think a lot of it played into, like, none of this stuff has to do with baseball. He hits pretty. Okay, that's fine. But the results is what matters. He feels pretty. Okay, that's great. But the results is what matter. And the results say Mankata is a very solid player. Okay, you like Giolito because he support all your fucking causes. That's great. But on the, that doesn't make him an ace. What makes him an ace, if he was out there producing like Lynn, Giolito, Max Scherzer, uh, some of the other guys in the league that's dominating, Jacob DeGrom, but he's not, he's, that's not him. So there's nothing wrong with saying he's a very solid player and he can still support your causes and you can still say Moncada is pretty or he swing pretty and all of that, but that doesn't, that's not what make you great. I think it was being the number one in baseball's top 100 prospects when we, he, when we got him from Boston because he was highly regarded as like the fucking world's best prospect. So that it comes with a bit of uh, weight on your shoulders. And yeah, he he was cosmetically good. Like when you see Moncada hit a home run from the left side, oh, it's you beautiful. Love it. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah, you it, see it, him left side pick. It's beautiful. Awesome. But it all you comes know? if you read too much shit from all these baseball uh, nerds that write too much shit. <laughs> that you okay? This guy's number one in the MLB prospects. Well. Who the fuck are you to tell me that? Like, I'll watch him myself, and I'll tell you, like you were just saying, Mac, he's solid. He's a great player at third base at times. Beautiful swing. But let's just label him as very good player on our team instead of you watch this guy become a 15-time All-Star because he's not going to fucking do that. I also think, uh, you know, that he got traded for Chris Sale, who was a dominant pitcher when he was on the White Sox. And, probably so a future and I've always fame. said Kopech was the main yeah. man in that fucking trade, and I've said it since day one, too. Well, that's and what the, it looks like now. Kopech was the headliner in that trade, and Moncada was just the, the player. When did I say that, Justin? I said that seven fucking weeks ago, and I've said it before that on my own little conversation. Kopech in yeah. that deal, when we had Buzz on that night, yeah, Moncada was a good piece, but Kopech was the starting pitcher. We gave up a quality start, one of the best starting pitchers, and in return, we got one. He was just younger, six years down the road, five years down the road. He's shown his value out of the bullpen or starting, and Kopech is the fucking cheese. That's not, yeah. Let's not sell Chris Sale short. Now, Sale is a few, probably. He got Hall of Fame numbers. No, he going to the Hall the, of depending Fame. Depending on how healthy he stays. And what he does when he come back for injury. Sale is probably a future Hall of Oh, player. yeah. We didn't give him away for shit. No, we yeah, got Kopech. Yeah, you know, so. Like, like and I now said, a lot of people, including me, say Kopech's untouchable. You did say that. Oh, especially Ooh. this year. Especially this year. You, so, you, I mean, you know, we're not going to trade this year, are we? You was riding that we're gonna get rid from of the beginning, Ozzy. You did say every, that. Every team wanted Kopech. And that's why Han probably couldn't get Fraser. Couldn't get Scherzer. Because he said no to Kopech. I, in my opinion, I reckon. Yeah. So you wouldn't trade nobody for Kopech? There's, there's, there's never a nobody. There's never a no. I was speaking to Pete Hand the other day. He said there's only two untouchable players in Chicago history that you wouldn't trade, and he's Michael Jordan and Walter Payton. I said to him, what about Frank Thomas? He hit me with Barry Bonds or Ken Griffey Jr., and I shut my mouth because yeah. he was right. Yeah, you, you, if, the, if the deal's right, you pick up the phone and listen. But so obviously the right they deal? want – Because you're adamant about this. What's the right deal? Mike what Trout. Are you talking about? Like, would you Mike think, Trout. No, Trout's not good enough to get traded for Kopech. 
You got to think of his teammate, Otani. <laughs> Would you yeah. trade Kopech for Otani? I can't stop laughing. Kopech for Otani? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that was an easy yes for a guy you tabbed untouchable. Right, but, I, but I'm being fucking realistic as well. The, the, my, the, 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 angels, the Angels, I try to be realistic too, uh, Justin. I'm not saying the Angels are picking up the phone, give me Kopech for Otani. That's true. You got to make that call. Well, you got to look. I mean, yeah, if they called you and said that, then it's, it's a done deal. But, well, that's, um, that's my guy, Justin. That's all he does is make these weirdo fantasy baseball <laughs> trades and, and promote them like the Sox. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's stuck, he's stuck at MLB hey, the show. Otani and Trout, you, you throw that shit at me. When I, when I say Kobeck's <laughs> untouchable, you throw Otani and fucking Trout at me. Like, you know, cool. hey, he, make it glitch, he make it glitch trades, Ozzy. <laughs> I, know, I know what the sentence look like, you know. Man, trade come on, off, bro. let's go. That trade machine is a little tell screwed you the up truth. over there. I would rather have Trout it over needs a Otani. Trout has done it consistently. Otani oh, has not. So give me Trout. That, that's the truth, bro. I, I, I got to be real. No, I trade Kopech for Trout. I trade Kopech for Mookie Betts. These would all be yeah, oh, yeah. Quick. See, absolutely, but no you know the, the offering teams aren't going to offer. Yeah, them. yeah. So they're not going to do it. But I'm just saying. He ain't. He's not untouchable in that way. But I, I see what Izzy's saying. I mean, Kopech could be a very, very dominant pitcher. And he, and he is, and he will be. You're yeah. talking about a guy that could possibly he has the potential to have a sub three ERA for his career. That's as a starter, as a starter, as a reliever, so as, as a closer. As a Man, the, the I mean, I'm, I'm talking about the versatility with him. Yeah, his versatility. Yeah, his versatility. His versatility is. Uh, Definitely top notch, but I mean, if you're gonna get the most value out of them, is as a starter to me. You know what I mean? A lot of a lot of people, including Ken, said you don't want to start him because then you take away his bullpen performance in a a game two and then a game four. And no, so I'm on talking so about. On. I'm not talking about this season, Isaac. I'm talking about uh, yeah later I'm, on yeah. in his career. This right, season, yeah, I'd love to see him as a starter, but yeah, okay, yeah. this year. Yeah, you I throw think him in a playoff spot, then you take away that bullpen piece, and you think, ah, oh, if he goes right. through six or seven innings, if he can, I don't know. Yeah, um, I think next year will be the year when he starts uh, in in the rotation. Hopefully, um, How many one thing though again? is his innings are going to be low again this year too. So I don't know when he's going to get worked up to be that starter. You know what I mean? Because then if he goes in, into the rotation next year, you know they're going to have limits on him going uh, forward next year now. So, I I mean, I think they got to make that move eventually, though, because like you guys said, uh, you're going to get the most valuable value out of him in the rotation. When do you um, start shutting down Rodon and, uh, this year? Like, just a little bit, just to save him for October. Do you, do you start My, in a way? They already did it, didn't they? They started uh, Lambert the other day. Is that why? Them, Was that to give why? them an extra okay. break. Yeah, yeah okay, sweet. Like so, any in his actual starts, do you think they'll mess with that, or do you think they'll just go with the flow and like, you know, eighty pitches? Doesn't matter what inning he's into, or I mean, we're still going to win the division, so we can't fuck around too much. But um, yeah, I think they'll be a little more cautious with his innings going forward. Um, you know, obviously, if it's a close game and he's pitching well, I think he'll pitch. But if like he's pitched the last couple games, he's gotten hurt early. Uh, and they've pulled him a little bit early. So I think that'll 
that'll be the trend going forward. If the Sox jump out to a big lead, they'll probably pull them a little bit early after five or something. Yeah, yeah. Throw you know? in a, a Foster to get through a couple and stuff like that. Yeah, they you might... got to think, too, uh, and uh, not to cut you off, kid, but in September, we got the two spots that open up, too. We could definitely just add an arm. And we could just uh, halt the mileage on the whole rotation, especially if we still have that eight and a half to nine game lead. It's not like the team is just going to sacrifice wins and losses. It's just the pitchers cosmetically won't have decisions if we start cutting them short, which is okay as long as I got my boys fresh going into the postseason. So that's another factor you could go into as well. Right. And, you know, everybody always said that they wish that they could – cut down the rosters like I like how it was in years prior where you could bring up whoever you wanted I think that yeah. would help the Sox this year because they're going to have a bunch of guys that they're going to need to bring up and they're not going to be able to do it now this year because you know Berger was one they're probably going to send sheets back down I would think um, when when Robert comes back so he'll be one then you know if you're going to have a third catcher possibly and then a couple pitchers, but you can't do that this year. So and they're going to have to to be careful with who they call up. Do you yeah. think that could backfire, though, as far as uh, giving them, you know, extra rest? Uh, do you think that could they could lose uh, kind of the feel they have for the game right now? Because people always say pitching is a, it's a field of pitching. Even Steve Stone say that. So do you think it's a danger in giving them – extra rest where they lose that or you don't see that as a problem? Um, I don't really think it'll be too much of a problem because, you know, you've seen Rodon the last couple starts and he doesn't have his stuff. So I think he could use the rest to be honest. <laughs> you know, okay. um, well, you got to if... think about it too. We got the, we got this, we got the fucking largest lead in the majors. How much competition have we been, you know, how much uh, dirt people been having on their shoulder if we already had this lead, it's not like our back has been against the wall. So you could take the stress element out. Not a lot of these, uh, all of these pitches, the work, they've been added, but they're not high leverage pitches. Like Rodon has been flat. It's because he doesn't have any legs. Can you know what a tired pitcher looks like? There's no, mm-hmm. there's no hair to none of his pitches. That's the only way these guys could look like this. So I think, we gotta uh, we gotta limit their innings right now because you see it's taking a physical toll. Even Giolito, Giolito is getting crushed everywhere in the zone, breaking balls away, fastballs high and tight. There's no hair on it now. The rotation has been carrying us to this point, and if we don't rest these guys now, they're gonna be cooked in 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 the postseason. Look at the look at the Rays rotation when they got to the World Series. It was a slugfest every fucking game, every game, hard contact because you're using your whole rotation. You're using you're emptying your bullpen, you know, for two games out of a six game series. That's that hurts. So I think we're doing a good job if we want to, you know, take some of the mileage off of Carlos uh, Lucas right now. looks like he could use a fucking week off or something, you know, have him sitting on a Montrose beach with a couple of cats and let him chill. Uh, I really hope that we look at this carefully and really take the gas pedal off our rotation right now. I'm glad we stockpiled our bullpen. Yeah, um, yeah TLR has been there with Wayne Wright and Carpenter and all the boys that have had that, you know, 
Tommy John and all the rest of it. So yeah, he he's the man we need it for for the certain job. When you talk about that, Justin, he knows what's going on. He'll he'll rest yeah. him when it needs. You really to. want Ricky Renteria having a balance? Oh no, 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 mate. So he can um he, he, he sit there and tell Carlos for it on a go through a side session in the bullpen. You know, throw yeah. throw fifty pitches. Yeah, yeah, just keep it loose. Keep it loose. Oh, you you only start tomorrow, but still, it's all right, kid. Crazy. I mean, Rodon's got a hundred a hundred and four innings right now. Last year, he had seven in the regular season. And the year before, he had 34. So that's the guy that you got to be uh, extra careful with. Yeah, you've opinion. got to bubble him yeah. now. Because yeah. yep. you want him to be, you know, he's he's one of your top two guys. So you you want him to be full strength going into October, not on, on fumes, which he's going to end up being on fumes regardless. But, you know, hopefully he'll have a little bit left in the tank by then. Game if you keep two, burning him out there. Boom. Right. Game, yeah, and then game two of the next series, boom. Yep, fucking lights out, road on. But that's why I like uh, future Cy Young award winner Lance Lynn. Because this, you know, this guy just give me the ball. I'm coming right at you. I'm going to eat innings. I don't care if my stuff is shit today. I'm still finna go out here and try to dominate this game. You know what I mean? That's why you got to love guys like that. That's why I think. The best move Han did was extend that guy. I mean, I, I agree. Oh, absolutely. He, he did yeah. a great job at the uh, at the it's trade the method, deadline. Man. Did an absolute great job at the trade deadline. I salute Han for that. He did a great job, period, this season. Because, like I said, the injuries, you know, this team could have been out, you know, for the count. But he did a good job of grabbing some bench guys. And he didn't grab the... You know, the high-name bench guys that everybody wanted. He picked guys up off the, you know, scrap heat and found value in them, and they playing well. So I, I give Han his credit, but the best move he did was definitely extending the future Cy Young Award winner, Lance Lynn, in my opinion. And it was a perfect time to do it, too. Yeah, yeah man. Perfect time of the year. I mean, any time would have been a perfect time, but um, to just say, let's go. Yep, and then Lynn's happy. Not saying he wasn't happy, but when you got the extension, you know what's going on. You're paid. You know where you're going to be. You're fucking ready to go. Rodon, on the other hand, yeah, you know, he, he's going to probably milk a big contract in the off season. But uh, hey, we got him this year, so let's go. I mean, there's no excuse. And, and you know, this Rodon best year. This is finally where oh, it shit, looked like absolutely. he living up to expectation. Where Lance Lynn, he has done this. You know what I mean? You know the type of performances you can expect from Lance Land. And that put the cherry on top of the trade. I mean, I know White Sox fans. I know a lot of them acted like uh, my man uh, Dunning was the second coming to Cy Young. We all love Get our prospects. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, they did. And they did act like he was the right, second coming <laughs> to Cy Young. Some people, they didn't like that trade because Dunning left in the trade. They didn't like it. But that put the cherry on top of the trade right there because – we got them now for what? Well, I think the extension was, what, two years or something like that. So we got them for another two years. Uh, we at least know we got three. We got w- one very good pitcher, and we got two solid pitchers in Giolito and uh, Cease now. So You like saying that? A solid pitcher in uh, Cease. In like Cease, yeah, 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 yeah. Cease is coming around. Right. I love that. And, and I got to give credit. Pills. I done gave credit to these guys already. First of all, I got to give you credit, little bro. 
you stuck with Cease. Definitely got to nah. salute you on that. Emotional roller coaster. You wonder why I'm a little soft. S A W F T. Got to salute you on that. I got to salute Southside Zoe. I always say he like my brother from another mother. You know what I mean? And uh, I got to salute Jordan. Jordan uh, Jordan uh, was stuck with Cease too, man. So that's uh, you two. Who was that, Jordan Lazowski or whatever? Yeah. 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 Or a different one. No, Jordan. Uh, I don't want to yeah, Lazowski. Yeah, yeah, you know that's my one of my favorite number guys. I got three favorite number guys. Jordan is one. Fuck, you couldn't have too many number guys, could you? Yeah, I got three favorite yeah. number guys. You know, Brian rest, Kenny's not one of them. Yeah, who? No, oh, Brian <laughs> Kenny off the telly. No, I don't like him. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Hey, no, he almost I love started how it the all. Sox won a couple games with bunting motherfuckers. Oh, over. Brian Everybody Kenny off the MLB like, oh, network. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that like dude. <laughs> Brian Kenny don't like button. I love when they lay it down because we a good button team in our core. That's what TLR teaches, that National League style ball. We're going to be flexible and we're going to be mobile. That's why he does the double switch in American League. That's why he always loves to make those bullpen switches, love to match up. He loves switch hitters. Jed Lowry, Jose Ramirez, fucking Cesar. Even Abraham Toro. Those are guys that I that my fucked up trade machine was targeted because I know my manager <laughs> loves switch hitters. And I know there's a flexible way that Rick Hahn could bring them to the team. Rick Hahn has been patching every fucking hole this whole fucking season. I don't I understand that, why you want to eliminate a tool out of the tool chest anyway. Be like, I'm not what are you talking fuck. about? I'm just totally fucking against that. No. You don't know when you might have to bunt. When it yeah. calls for it, yeah. I mean, even even the great, the great, the king of all kings, uh, AJ Hinch, put down the suicide squeeze. So even even you guys' uh, favorite manager uses the butt. So you know you don't take a tool out of the, just eliminate a tool out of the tool box. You never know when you might need to use that wrench. Never know. Yeah. I'm glad TLR saying fuck the bullshit. Fuck the public. Y'all threw dirt on my name. Had fucking Passan <laughs> putting out articles that are racist. Fucking DUI. Now y'all love me because you see my old ass sprint out into the field. You cocksuckers, you can kiss my old ass. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, you love me because you ain't me. Right. <laughs> I, he, TLR stands, you you can stand up on this motherfucking show tonight. Bad guy radio. TLR, we're behind you. Even I've got, you, you got something to add to that. And we were talking earlier this year, all, all four of us. Going back to last week, a few days ago, when Abreu got hit in the head and that Quantrill wanker, he, he's given the sign to the, you know, they're all booing him, so he almost give like the bring it on sign. TLR ran out, told, uh, was it Perez, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're all waiting for another beanball. We're all waiting for retaliation. And Tony may have said, this is too important. Don't let the bullshit aside. We we love Abreu. We'll get him back sooner or later. But this series isn't it. We need to stretch it out to an 11-game fucking lead against these guys. Let's not get into a beanball war or a fight war and tear this shit apart and have a couple of guys on suspension. He may have said to the guys, hey, I know how you're feeling, but don't do it now. Let's just go out and win the fucking ball game. And when Goodwin threw that bat over the fucking net or it hit the net, whatever happened, 
you see what I you see what I'm saying, fellas? This might have been mm-hmm. another TLR fucking moment where he said, "Keep cooler heads Put prevail." It on the DVD. Cooler heads prevail. Let's win these ball games. Fuck the fucking Indians or the Guardians, whatever they call themselves these days. <laughs> let's get these wins. We'll face them again, and let's do it even next year if we need to do it. But this year, let's win this fucking World Series. Don't give a shit. Don't don't fall to the team that just got rid of half their players or given up on the season. Give them, give us their second basement and all the bullshit. So, yeah, we went out and won that game. Well, look, look what nice could happen in the brawl. Guys going to get suspended. Exactly. Guys get hurt. Guys, Guys get, get suspended. Hurt. Yeah. yeah. I exactly. wanted blood. Ken wants blood. <laughs> I wanted blood. Because we, we love I'd old trust. Sh- I'd rather champagne. I know what you mean. mean. We love old trust. <laughs> I'd rather champagne than blood, but, but I do like blood too. I can understand you want blood. But I can't understand people who cry about the so-called unwritten rules. Unwritten rules of baseball, crying about blood not happening. Now you guys, I yeah. don't understand. That, that's some, that's some old fraudulent shit. You know what I mean? So, but but people who like the unwritten rules of baseball, I can understand them wanting blood. You know what I mean? I understand that. I get that. And I could have also. I don't know if he was there hundred percent, but I could have also. Seen Joe West if he was umpiring that game when Quantrill was walking off, dissing the crowd or telling the crowd, "Come on, bring it on!" Eject this bitch! Eject that motherfucker! Like he did with uh, who? Papelbon. Remember Papelbon gave that like little salute, like he's grabbing his nuts. Mm-hmm. Joe yeah. West <laughs> made the Joe West had nothing to do with it. He made the effort to walk from first base, maybe even uh, right field coach, and fuck walked up, pointed at Papelbon, said, "Get the fuck out of here! You don't disrespect my game. You don't respect, right. disrespect my fans." Get out of here! He should. They should have just tossed Quantrill then. Maybe they did. I didn't watch the game. I, I was at work. But my point. Oh, he came back out. Yeah. Yeah. He comes out. He, you know. You can't fucking do that. What a fucking dickhead. But Tony Larusa yeah. wanted the let greatest, the boys play. I guess let the boys play. Well, he wanted the play. greatest managers to ever manage the game, and you don't want them because of whatever the fuck politics. Uh, off the field shit. I'm like, man, do people know the history of baseball? Like Billy fucking Martin and all these old fucking guys. In the 80s, it was Cocaine City. They was tooting powder in between innings. <laughs> Daryl Strawberry share it with uh... <laughs> Doc Ellis. What was it? Oh, Doc, Good- Doc Goodwin. I, it's, you, are, you are, I'm rooting for you as a player or a manager because of what you do on the field. The rest of the stuff, I don't. I don't. That's your life. You know what I mean. I, I, I just don't get the need. I don't get that need today. Of people need to know everything about every person's life. Why? What? So when they do something you don't like, you can go for them to be fired and all type of shit like that. <laughs> I mean, come right. on, man. Yeah, people want everyone to lose their jobs or not want want them to have a job because. Because why? Yeah, I don't yeah. get it either, uh, King Mac. Yeah, I just don't understand, man. Hey, like yeah, bring, bring your three or four hours, man. bring your three and a half hours to the fucking Sox game on, on, on every day. I could care less what you do in the evening. Exactly. After that. Yep. exactly. People Go. want me to get fired for not liking Mancata. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking, how about I don't fucking blame them? That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't, when, about Copets. You know what I care? He throw 98 miles per hour. 
You know what I mean? I don't want to know his I don't want to know his relationship. I don't want to know his love letters. I don't want to know none of that. I don't care about none of that. I care that when he go out there in the eighth inning, the seventh inning, that he shut the opponent down. I don't got to know this man's personal life. I don't understand why that, that's a, I don't understand that new thing in sports now. Now, now I kind of respect Barry Bonds. I, now I know why he used to get upset. Well, I always respect him, but now I know why he used to get upset at the media and shit. It's like, bro, worry about what the fuck I do on the field. Yeah, you know I'm I mean? popping home runs. I'm enjoying, I'm winning games, and you're too worried about what the fuck I'm doing on the side. Like, yeah. give a shit. For sure. It. Yeah, I might be I might be a charter fisherman. <laughs> and, and the thing is, it's it's never a good thing when people bring it up. It's always a nasty thing, right? You yeah. Get me? Oh, okay, oh, I do this on the side. Oh, it gives a shit if it's, like, something good. Mm. But if it's something bad, that's when you hear all the little freaks and the trolls and the twerps. Oh, look what this fucking asshole just did. Man, I feel so sorry for these players, man. As soon as they get drafted, you got somebody... Looking for for their tweets when they was kidding. Yeah, looking in the Instagram, looking tweets, yeah. looking at Facebook when they were fifteen years ago. Yeah, when they was re, thirteen re, years old, twelve years. Thirteen old, years, he might have fucking said target shit. Man, come on, man. Target shit, and then they'd sweep it around and say, "Oh, you only say target shit because I'm saying like, yeah, they 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 twist shit around. Yeah, it, just, yeah, it does me head in, man. I don't get it, man. You know, it's like when they sign a player. You know what I care about? His numbers. That's what I look for. I look at his numbers. I'm like, oh, they signed Cesar Hernandez. I didn't go looking for some fucking dirty tweets he may have said in the past. <laughs> I don't know if he did. You know what? I went and looked at his numbers. That's what I go. Yeah, yeah, at. yeah. They they want to know if he's, he's ever, if he's ever been to a fucking prostitute and done cocaine. Yeah, so, you know yeah, why, yeah, why worry about that stuff, man? Worry about what a person does on the field because as fans, that's what we're paying to see what they do on the field. I don't wear, if I wear a jersey, I'm not wearing that person's jersey because he's a good person. I'm wearing that person's jersey because they're a good player. You know what I mean? You don't make, you don't necessarily, I know the Hall of Fame, they had that character clause and all that, but at the end of the day, if you're a good player, I mean, if you're a bad player with great character, your ass ain't getting in the Hall of Fame. You know, it's, it's about what a person does on the field, man. For sure, yeah, man. Yeah, we watch we watch it on TV once the game's finished, and Aussie and and Frank and Chuck Guy find t- take over. Fucking Tony can do, and, and Liam and and all the fucking boy crochet, they can go do whatever they like. Yeah. And I'll see you again tomorrow at seven. Yeah, it's can like, uh, it? can you imagine Michael Jordan if he had a cell phone following him around that way? Oh, it, it, people would absolutely hate Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? It's like. These people can't even live their lives, enjoy their life. They done their job, which was to perform on the field. Whatever they do after that has nothing to do with their job. Let them enjoy their life. They allow to be these people to be perfect. Yeah, they allowed to be whatever they want to be as a person. They allow this is America. If they want to be conservative, liberal, if they want to be role models, don't want to be role models. If they want to go hang out at the club all day long. Whatever the case may be, as long as they do their job on the field, that's what matters. Because that's their job. Their job is to perform on the field. That's it. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't get people that, that 
try to rip these guys down because they go out to the bars or something. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. You, know? yeah, exactly. you go out to the, everybody goes out to the bar. Yeah. Uh, Jordan goes to the casino. Okay. So what? Yeah. He's yeah. betting a million dollars, but he has that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's nothing. his money and he's betting it's his money. His money. Like, what's, what's a, what's a, what's a link of difference to what we think of him betting a million bucks? How many on people platform? get an Uber from the, the, from the rate? After a game, everybody acting like they get an Uber because they've been drinking too much, leaving the raid. Everybody getting their car because they parked and tailgate and got drunk like Tony LaRusa, but they tried to judge the man when we got hired. That's I've never seen I... a car in Lod P when the lot, when the game's finished. Three hours yeah. after the game, I've never seen a car there. What? <laughs> and ninety five, and ninety five percent of the people gamble. Ninety five percent of the people drink. Ninety-five percent of the people do all the stuff that they criticize these guys for. They just never have got caught doing it. That's the difference and if, because and you're, you're not like, famous you're enough. Guy, where people like gonna look through your tweets to find something crazy? You're not famous enough for people to do that. So you don't have a target on your back. So it's easy for you to get away with the same thing you're trying to criticize these people for. Correct. People are people, man. They have a right to make mistakes because they're going to make mistakes. You made mistakes. They have a right to fucking enjoy their life like you enjoy your life. I just don't get it, bro. I just, I just don't understand this Sox new lost tonight. I don't enjoy it. Um, um, it's in the background. It's sickening. Like, I'm glad I didn't stay around for tonight's game. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's looking that ugly. That was ugly. Yeah, Irvin yeah. Santana just made Abreu and Jimenez look like they never batted ever before in their life. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And he couldn't even. Uh, we still got a cushion. I can sleep he tight. Last with the White Sox. Yeah, they got rid of him, but he made us look stupid in that ninth inning right now. Yeah, Sloida. My Slow man Abreu, I gotta call him out because I, you know, he's the captain and all that stuff, and and he's my guy. I love him. But that at bat he just had in the ninth was one of the worst at bats I ever saw. He's and it ended. With him swinging at a pitch that was low and away, it bounced past the catcher. Instead of running to first base, he just walked to the dugout. It went all the way to the wall. He probably could have made it. I know they're losing nine to one. I don't know. Uh, you got to at least, put it, yeah, at least spot been... it down there, man. I would be pissed at my son if he did that in baseball in his game. You know, so, so I'm yeah. pissed at Abreu right now a little bit. He's digging you in. Got to put some effort, even though you're getting blown out. Oh yeah. Yeah, they, you can't get just give up abs. Be like it's done, the game over with. You're right. Got to got to put up some effort. But this was a horrible loss, man. I mean, all the way around, the offense stunk it up. <laughs> Giolito stunk it up. This was just a a horrible loss. You know what I mean? If they wasn't if they wasn't in the lead like they was in the division, I'd probably be going on a rant right now. But because they got the lead. They got. I'm, I'm relaxed. But I mean, damn, you can't keep this up, though. God, I mean, come on now. You gotta have, you know. It, don't start coasting because you ain't won shit yet. Just remember that, you know. So one, yeah, I don't. I, we're I, against uh, KC, and then we got the Cubbies. Yeah, Kit Wrigley. So I'm I sure ain't gonna Kevin, lie. They lose to the Cubs like this. I am gonna <laughs> blow my. No, the alarm's going off. No, the alarm's going off. I'm gonna blow my time. Because you got to understand, man, like all of us here at the Bad Guy Radio, we understand what an ace looks like. And it starts with a sense of urgency every time he takes them out. Mm. Now, Jacob DeGrom is the ace of the New York Mets. 
one of the worst teams I've ever seen. When he takes the mound, it's always a one to nothing game because assholes get tight. Every play matters. Every swing matters. When Giolito takes the mound, we're a flat baseball team. When Lance Lynn takes the mound, we're grown man status. Now we're walking around the fucking mound like we own the place. You know what I'm saying? When Dylan Cease takes the mound, it's all sparkle, razzle, dazzle. You know, uh, when Giolito pitches, it's not that. It's of a normal vanilla game. I don't understand why we classify him as the ace of our team just because he was the best pitcher from two years ago. Giolito, Yoan Moncada, there's players on this team that we feel emotionally and personally attached to, and we overvalue these players. I'm speaking from a fan's perspective of Yoan Moncada. I know how these Giolito stands are. Fucking, they had Rick cancel me just because I asked him to talk to his son after another start like this. Imagine if I wasn't suspended on Twitter now. I got more fucking questions. Well, I mean, I, the Mets is in the leave, though. They division, though. I mean, they, I know they, that, I know that division is trash, but I'm just saying. They are the, they are the division They're leader. the worst division leader but, in the league. But what yeah, I didn't, what I, I just looked the same up as Toronto that are in fourth place. White Sox still got a chance to get the number one seed. They not, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they not way. They not even out of this thing as far as number one seed, and they got the same L's. Well, not now, but they had the same amount of losses as uh the Rays. You know what I mean? And they was only two. Well, now they three. Who's the biggest threat Astros. to the Sox now? You think Houston? I think Houston is the biggest threat. I ain't gonna lie. Them that bats, star power is overwhelming. Them man. bats is, is scary, man. And I ain't a scared <laughs> man, but them bats scary. Mar- Michael Brantley, media mass. <laughs> My only problem with the Astros is they, over the last two years, they've had Lance Lynn's number. So that that's yeah. that's an issue with them uh, facing the Astros is Lynn has not pitched well. He's pitched well against every other team except the Astros. They seem to light him up when they face him. Um so, so they they worry me a little bit, and then Oakland worries me a little bit too because they Why? always have our number. They always have our number, man. They it's been like that for years. It's been like, it was like that last year. We should have beat them last year, and we didn't. If I was That's doing a- your fucking manager coughed up the game, pulling Dane Dunn nah, in the first inning. That's the Cubs. Uh, that's the Cubs' new second baseman that cost us that series, and and our fifth starter, <laughs> Dallas Keuchel. That, that's what cost us that series. Dallas Keuchel is our number eight starter, if it was up to me. I don't <laughs> He's been struggling. Team. If I was He's doing a power rankings. Tomorrow, so I will say. If I was yeah, doing like a power rankings of who I would want the White Sox to face, I'm not going to lie. I would go Rays probably one. I'm not scared of they bats. I'm just not. I think the White Sox pitchers could do a good job with them. Yeah. It will probably be the A's, probably two. See, I, yeah. I'd rather face the Red Sox than the A's. I think okay. we could yeah. beat the Red Sox. Why would you want to do that to me? You want me to have a fucking heart attack? <laughs> yes, I would like to see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would go Red Sox three. Red Sox three. Uh, And I would go Astros as 
the the least favorite team. That, that, that how about me. how about the Yankees? They're in there somewhere. Yeah, aren't they? They're they're pop. They strike they're out done. a lot. So I like yeah. uh, I, I, if we can stay away from uh, them con- closing their eyes and connecting on one. I like our chances. <laughs> yeah, I like our chances against them too. I like our chances against the whole East. I agree with it's you. the West that gets me a little nervous. I agree. It's the I West. It's it's just Houston. It's just Houston. I don't know, man. Don't sleep man, on Houston Oakland. lineup is like Myrtle's Row for some damn reason. Yeah. yeah. I mean they got fucking I mean, uh oh. they got Altuve and Altuve back to playing like Altuve. And yeah, uh, tropical midget. Yeah, he doing his damn thing. And then yeah. uh you got Correa over there. I know he's been in the slump. You got Michael Brantley over there. Hey, I was wrong. Y'all could throw y'all Twitter darts at me. I thought Eden would have a penalty. <laughs> but y'all can throw y'all Twitter. Flowing. Y'all, can, flowing. y'all can throw yeah. y'all Twitter darts at me. And then uh they got uh my man, the uh, they the big kid over there. What's his name? The, the, Jordan, Jordan Alvarez. Alvarez. Yeah, they got a. That's a monster right there. That's David Ortiz Jr. right there. They got. And they don't even have Bregman in the lineup for a long time oh, now. And Bregman, yeah. that's Bregman the dog. I mean, they got a heck yeah. of. They a just movie. traded Miles Straw too. This center fielder. They, I tell you what. Another team that we shouldn't really sleep on. I know their fourth. Toronto a fourth in the division, but they did make some good trades at the deadline. Burials is huge. They're they're back at home. They could easily take over New York. That's true. Um, no, they they probably wouldn't do enough to you know. You, you never know. Like what, what have we got left? About 50, 55 games or something. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, you never know. So you know, imagine if we if if they get the wild card and we face them, that'd be to me that would be almost scary. Could it bring, Aussie, could they're it, an exciting uh, team. Could it bring yeah, back? Yeah. Could it bring I mean, back? That's 90, what you want to be right now. You want to be it, the it, fire that you can't put out. Right it now. might bring back ninety three nightmares. Oh, uh, nightmares! Yeah, as long yeah. as Juan Guzman ain't pitching, I'm it okay. might bring back. It might bring back ninety three nightmares for Kim. I Wu was too. drinking Similac. Kim will blame Michael Jordan for that. Yeah, I will blame Michael Jordan for that. He cost us that nineteen ninety three division. Uh, or that AL championship when he retired during the playoffs. So I still That's hold the a grudge you got on against Michael Mike? Jordan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I do. He ruined that series. <laughs> ruined it. Wow. As soon as that came out, it was the opening opening of the series. Everybody's all pumped up. His ass came out dressed in all denim, throwing out the first pitch. Everybody was all excited. And then somehow it got out in like the second inning that he's retiring. And the whole crowd went silent. The bats went silent. It ruined the whole season. Ruined it all. That's what yeah. I have oh a problem God. with Michael the Jordan deep. right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't blame the goat, wow. man. Last dance shit. You can't blame I don't, the goat. He could have said it a week before or a week after. He had to take the spotlight. Michael Jordan. It happened. I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like it either, Ken. I'm with you. Yeah. That blue, like that blue Jays lineup dangerous, though. I mean, oh, yeah, oh, they're man, really they're very exciting. Hall of shit. Fame, yeah. Boba Shet. Yeah, you're right. They got the MVP over there. Uh, Guerrero, Simeon. Jr. They got freaking. Uh, hey, Marcus Simeon, he might have 35 home runs this year. Yeah. Another. He, he did it a couple years ago, too. You know? Hey, Kenny, I did not think very, he had this very, in the bag, uh, Uncle very, Ken. That was a Kenny Williams draft pick. 
a Kenny Williams draft pick, a Kenny Williams special. I think he got yeah. him in the fifth round or something like that. You know, I like. They that. got George Springer heating up too. Yeah, I, got a I dangerous was lineup. When they made that Oakland trade, I was okay with it. I liked it. You know, I wanted Samarja. I thought Samarja Sale and Quintana would be a great rotation. Boy, was I wrong on that. It turned out to <laughs> to really – I mean, Chris Bassett is better than Samarja ever was. Uncle Ken owned up to his bullshit. He said he was wrong on the Quintana. I was wrong on that one because I, I – uh, I was all for Samarja. I thought he was going to be great, but he didn't produce. Yeah, for fucking football. Yeah, he didn't produce for us. And then uh, Chris Bassett, who would have ever guessed it, though? I mean, I watched him pitch for the Sox. He looked like, you know, Jimmy Lambert coming up for one start, you know, whatever. He does okay sometime. But uh, who would have thought he'd be a main guy in a rotation? And Simeon has turned into a star uh, infielder, MVP candidate. I love Tim Anderson, but he would be the best infielder we got right now. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Simeon yeah. would be the best one. Yeah. Everybody talk about the Tatis trade, but they under they undersell that Simeon trade. That hurt. That hurt too. Well, Tatis ain't in the lineup. Simeon is always in the lineup. Yeah. That's that's the difference. And he went to he went to Oakland. Ron Washington taught him how to field, and it's been gravy ever since. I love Ron Washington. Yeah, I love him too. As yeah. a matter of yeah. fact, that's the real hero of Moneyball. The real hero. Yeah. Well, him and the pitchers. That, I agree. Yeah. Well, no, know, Brad, with, even with Simeon, Pitt. it was a it was an easy <laughs> fix with him on the infield. He was fielding the ball too deep in Oakland. You know the backdrop throwing the first base. You see the crowd and everything else. Ron Washington got him to cut the ball off earlier mm. and make the throw shorter. So he doesn't have to worry about loading up and firing that bitch into the net. It was, it's crazy because he's the same guy that was in Oakland that now is mirroring playing second base using the same metrics, using the same two handed finish on his swing. Ken, well, I like the videos you be posting to Sean because he has the one handed finish like the hurt. And I know that's, that's got your fingerprints all over it. (laughs) and it's crazy to watch time and you know concept transpire in the you know the new generation you snap with that one i didn't think about that he actually that's cold though you notice that because i'm rethinking about stb videos now and even his back leg finish is kind of similar to the little bit a little bit bit. he got got that bat wiggle in there too like the big hurt does yeah and people been coach has been trying to get him to stop doing that but when they stop doing that when he stops doing that he's just he's real stiff and he comes around late i'm like you got to have a little bit at least of that wiggle in in that sean gotta stay in motion yeah when you're in the box you're locked in but sometimes your mind can't be locked in so you gotta jitter a little bit stay in motion so you don't feel like you got to be a, a a cocoon coming out of the shell when you got to swing. Right. I know exactly what it feels like, Ken. Yep, a hundred percent. So, what are y'all uh, hoping for for the rest of August? I mean, what 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 do you guys would like to see here? I mean, is it basically just uh, Robert coming back and seeing how he looks, or do you got you guys have like a win total or something you you looking forward to in August? So it's just basically stay healthy. Let's get to the playoffs and, and make it do what it do. 
Uh, for me, I just want I want to see Robert come back and, and Jimenez get more at bats, look more healthy. Um, I want to see the pitchers, you know, other than Lynn, start to and cease lately, uh, start to pick it up a little bit. Giolito, he had been doing pretty well until tonight, but, you know, I'd like to see consistent starts out of him. Rodon maybe get a little wind back in his sail. Um, you know, wins obviously are important. I, I think, you know, like Bob Nightingale said, I think we don't have to worry much about the division. Um, but I want to see him still battling and, and going hard after wins, you know, and, and Tony is big in that. So I don't think that it's going to be an issue, but I want to see these guys start to ramp it up to get ready for, for October. So that's what I want going forward from August and September with Jimenez and Robert and Dell eventually too. Yeah. For me, pity backing off that a little bit, but after this Cubs and Minnesota series, I finished one with Kansas city tomorrow, Cubs, Minnesota, then we've got a bit of a deadly schedule. So I'd like to see obviously Robert and Grandel eventually come back, but the Yankees, Oakland, Tampa Bay, Toronto from just looking at the dates here. Like it's almost like 12, 13 days in a row. So it's almost playoff atmosphere. It's almost get in there every day and dig in and see how many of these games we can win and treat this like it's October because we will win the division, hopefully, fingers crossed or whatever, but these games will show how good. If Giolito can come back in five days and prove that the shit that he threw tonight was wrong and and just keep going. But like I said, the Yankees, Oakland, Tampa Bay, Toronto, it, there's some tough ball games there, so hopefully we can really knuckle down and win win most of them. That's that's the key to the end of August before we even bother about September. But for me, let's let's roll. Let's let's really dig deep and win. Go above five hundred for the um, for all them games that I just mentioned. Yeah, you want to win a couple of those series. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, no, and you you got to put your back against the wall. You got to find some bulletin board material with a lead like we have. It's going to be hard to say, all right, gang, let's go knock down the fucking door. When in fact we own the fucking house with a nine and a half game lead. So uh, we got to figure out what's going to motivate you. Is, is it going to be not cashing in with runners in scoring position? Is it going to, are you going to take it on a personal level? Like Yohan Moncada should, or like Lucas Giolito should, are you going to say, all right, this shit stops now. I'm going to stop taking four seamers down the cock. I'm going to stop giving up fucking home run meatballs. And my, my pitches aren't going to be flat. I'm not going to go through, uh, a rhetorical sequence of pitches. Ken, well, you know, Lucas was predictable tonight. Mate. They were nobody he'll throw was a change up. He'll throw a few change ups every at bat. So just wait for one. So he's got a but they there were not again, late. His wasn't working too. So there again, he had to somehow throw a strike, and they were waiting for that change up tonight. So hopefully next week. So what are we gonna what are we gonna do? We're, are we gonna fix clean up our mistakes, or are Hope we so. gonna stay? Uh, you know, a little bit conservative and be like, as long as we stay healthy, we'll be okay because we got the lead. No, there's still some fucking question marks on this ball club. Absolutely. I still don't have a, I don't have a hierarchy in this bullpen. Even with me still labeling Hendricks as my closer, I got Craig Kimbrell. So that drastically changes the operation, especially if TLR wants to match up in October, if he wants longevity in his pen whether Michael Kopech is starting a game or still coming in relief, whether Lucas Giolito is in my rotation or not, and Dylan Cease is pitching 
in a starting group in a starting situation. Those are a lot of questions we got to answer in August. Let's do it early and let's do it often. That way we don't have no suspense on my 77 year old manager who's building a beautiful game plan as is right now. I don't want to put no more on his plate. He's been eating good all fucking year with these injuries, all this social imbalance stored on his name. That's what August got to do. We got to solve these question marks so we don't have any fucking suspense going into October. Which Bob Nightingale guaranteed or not, I don't know. (laughs) I'll follow him. I think he guaranteed that shit. Well, for me, uh, basically, I just want the guys to stay healthy, so I'm not going to, you know, really talk too much about... uh, what I want to see in August. What what I want to do is really, uh, I want to give my last goodbyes to the homie Magical. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm I'm gonna miss you. It's a funeral. I'm gonna miss you. I can't lie. So so this for you, Laser Show, because you'll never be called that again. One is dedicated. To my homie. Oh my god. And that gangster lean. Why you have to go so soon? So I'm gonna miss you, buddy, man. Can't lie to you. I'm gonna miss you. <laughs> All right, boys to man. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna be the next Sox player to wear number one? <laughs> 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 Hey, you guys listen to another great production of the Bad Guy Radio. This was Black and White. We appreciate you tuning in. Until the next time, plenty much love.